I think I need a little 007 license to grill. Actually, that's 006 license to grill. Grab my apron and my spatula. I'm ready to get out of my DB5 and start to grill a great steak. Yes, I know. I know. Bond is just an animal making love to women and then throwing a big piece of meat onto his grill. That's right. He's a man. And he's got a... Thank you. Thank you very much. He's got a man's grill. That grill is a rec tech. <laughs> That's right. That's what happens when you have a, a grill that men design. It just does everything for you while you're making sweet love. It's Rectech. Find them on social media and for their newsletter. Wouldn't it be nice if that's what I used that smart grill technology for? I'm too busy making love in here. Uh, Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. It's Friday. Oh, my gosh. Friday means we screw off, usually. It's like we checked out yesterday. And I think that's kind of the deal, because I've got got some really bad stuff percolating in me, and I don't mean like I'm a vile, a Petri dish of COVID. I mean, I'm figuring things out uh, on what's happening with the economy, and uh, it's not good. It's really not good. Uh, I want to put you on high alert today. Uh, I know it's Friday, and then we're going to screw off, and Bill O'Reilly is uh, coming in. But there's there's a couple of people that are are now in charge of different uh, things in uh, in the federal government that will answer to well somebody, but not certainly not you. That you need to know, and we'll explain in sixty seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Am I on the Megyn Kelly show today? I am. Right after this show? That's XM Serious? Yeah, I couldn't do it with Megan today. So You couldn't do it? Yeah, they, oh, they said, yeah. They said ask, can you see if someone else, in the, if there's anyone else in the building? And we had like three three of our janitors were unable to, really? to come and on. So they, like, they yeah, said, I guess we'll go with Glenn. Ha, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. All right. I felt all bad right. for her. Uh, thank you, mm-hmm. Stu. You're welcome. Uh, all right. So, hey, if you're listening to XM Sirius, it's going to be like a five hour Glenn Beck marathon. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, let me tell you about Relief Factor. When you're in so much pain, you can only do the things that are absolutely necessary. Uh, and you would think that sleep is one of those things that is absolutely necessary. Um, and you can't sleep. You're in trouble. That's where Dawn found herself. She's been a hairstylist for 25 years. She has developed constant pain in her hands and her feet and her back, and she has been desperate for something to take the pain away. She heard me talking about Relief Factor. Hello, Don. Yeah, chicks dig me. Anyway, she, uh, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, And and Don is now at the porcelain god worshiping it. She's like, oh my gosh, Glenn Beck said something like, anyway, uh, 
Dawn uh, started taking Relief Factor, and she says, I'm a completely different person. Uh, she said, I'm the person I had been before the pain took my life over. Dawn got her life back, and so could you. Please try Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. Uh, ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. Well, hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Oh, my gosh. You know how I am. Things are good. Things are great. Everyone should be happy going into the weekend. <laughs> One thing I was thinking, Glenn, is everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Thank you. Yeah. That is a good idea. You should come up with a song. <gasps> That's a great It'd idea. It'd be like, everything is awesome. Is uh, that right? That sounds... Everything is awesome. Yeah, everything And you're is part cool of a team. Something like that. Team. Yeah. Hey, there's a great team. A great team being assembled in in uh, Washington, D.C. I've noticed team. this team coming together. Have you? <laughs> is it... Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, have you? Mm -hmm. Homeland Security Secretary um, Alexandro uh, Mayorkas. He said yesterday that immigration officers. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Every time I hear that guy's name, I think of Greek yogurt. Is you know what I is look that, at? Is there it? A Greek yeah, yeah, yogurt yeah. brand that sounds like Something Mayorkas? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when I look at the name, it makes me think of Greek yogurt. It does? I'm okay. Like, yeah, hearing it, no, but looking at the name, I'm like, yeah, that is Greek yogurt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Greek yogurt, who's now running our... <laughs> Let's just call him Greek yogurt. Yeah, Greek that... yogurt, who's now HHS. Um, he, is, uh, he said immigration officers can no longer detain and deport people from the U.S. solely based on them being undocumented. Hmm. Now, that's interesting for somebody who's, you know, uh, helping run the border. Mm. Uh, you know, and it doesn't seem to me to be like yet another signal to people, you know, south of the border. No, it's not it. Where's my south of the border music? Where is it? South of the border. Yes. It doesn't sound like, hey, the gringos are going to let us stay. Quick rush to the border. Mm. Doesn't sound like mm. that at all to me. Does it to you, Stu? No, no, mm. no. Um, the uh, memo to immigration and border agency officials, uh, Greek yogurt outlined <laughs> new guidelines <laughs> that direct immigration and customs enforcement officers to focus <laughs> on the arrest and deportation of immigrants who pose a threat to both national and border security as well as public safety. So in other, so in other words, and I just think of this out, I, I'm rushing to the border because the gringo says we can stay. Uh, and then somebody in your party says, oh, we've got to bring guns with us. No, no, we will not bring guns. We are just families trying to better our life. Yes, we're going across the border. Now that group of people will be allowed to stay. They'll be like, hang on, DHS here. Uh, do you pose a threat? No, no gringo, no threat. We are just a loving family trying to better our lives. Okay. Right? Sure. But the guy who comes in and says, no, gringo, I have guns and drugs that I am bringing into your country. Mm. We can deport them. That should work well. Yeah, that's going to work really well. Because one thing I've found about people who run drugs and guns is that they're honest. honest. Yeah, they're honest. They're like, look, we just disagree on the laws. 
can do we have to be disagreeable right i disagree on your drug laws okay <laughs> that's the deal i think cocaine and and fentanyl is great is there no room for debate gosh yeah, well there is lucky <laughs> for them you. there is room for debate gosh. in the united states now let me tell you <clears throat> let me tell you that the senate confirmed uh the public lands nominee now we've we've told you uh about tracy stone manning uh before um she's the one that was helping the eco terrorists you know with tree spiking if you don't know what tree spiking is let me tell you because i grew up in the pacific northwest i remember when this was happening uh loggers would go out and they would try to cut down a tree and somebody had put a spike in a tree the logger wouldn't notice it as he's cutting down the tree his chainsaw would hit the spike it would come back and cut his arm off <laughs> oh it was great oh the laughs we had in the 70s and 80s well these people were eco-terrorists and people were afraid to go into logging exactly what the eco-terrorists wanted because the trees are far more important than human beings well uh tracy stone manning uh she was part of that group isn't that great and we have a space for everybody now in the biden administration i mean not you not common sense people no no but eco-terrorists yes so she's now the head of our public land bureau Oh, this is going to be so good because she's, for instance, my ranch is surrounded by national park, by a national forest. And then I have BLM land. That's not Black Lives Matter land, which it may be soon. (laughs) But BLM land is Bureau of Land Management. And the reason why you can afford meat is is because I, as a rancher, or others, we don't, there's not enough space, there's not enough privately held land to let all of these cows just graze on private land. So the Bureau of Land Management, they manage all of the land, the Supreme Court said two times to the federal government, give back to the states. But they're like, no, 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 the states can't do that. It's better held by us in Washington because we really know what's going on, especially especially this person that helped people put spikes in trees. She's going to be great. And so I can guarantee you they are going to cut off the ranchers from being able to have their cows graze on the land, which will mean you won't have as many cows. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that great for global warming? And it will make the price of meat skyrocket. That's great because we're trying to get people not to eat meat. This is what's coming. You've put a radical into the Bureau of Land Management. Oh, that's going to work out really well. Really well with our farmers. Really well. What was the vote on that? You said that was confirmed by the Senate? (sighs) Yeah, uh, five Republicans didn't even show up to vote, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was all party line. Party line, okay. Mm-hmm. So this was not one of the because you, you've seen some of some of these nominees, even nominees that we think are pretty extreme, will get twenty votes from Republicans. Yeah, none, sometimes. none on this time. None. none, none. Wow. Okay. Now there's somebody else that I'd like to introduce you to. Yes, meet your new government. 
So we have Greek uh, yogurt telling <laughs> the telling the DHS they can't, uh, you know, deport people. Right. Um, we now have the tree spike lady in charge of all of our uh, all of our land in America. And I want to introduce you to somebody that we have just put in as the comptroller for the United States Treasury. This is good. This is re- no, no, no. This is really good. In fact, so good that even Janet Yellen said, uh, not her. <laughs> so you thought Janet Yellen was a radical, right? You thought mm, she really doesn't understand the free market. Even she's saying not this person. Wow. Yeah. So the pick for the comptroller, that's the person that just counts the pennies and things like that. They're the ones that really oversee everything. Um, the Treasury Department's comptroller of our currency. Okay, good, right? Not a problem with our currency. Is there a problem with our currency, Stu? Not that I've noticed. Not that you've noticed. There's no, no inflation. There's no, I mean, the banking system is completely, <laughs> they're completely fine. It's going swimmingly. Swimming. We are mm-hmm. swimming. That's a good one for our currency. <laughs> we're yes. under, I, I don't want people to think that that means we're underwater in any way. No. no it's going swimmingly. No. There's water involved. Yes. There's not land mm-hmm. nearby. Yes. It's going swimmingly. It's going <laughs> swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, I don't think the American public can swim. Uh, Janet Yellen, by the way, yesterday came out and said, we shouldn't even have a debt ceiling. Oh, my gosh. That's totally oh, where this. Thank you. I think that's where this ends up, right? They just they just get rid of it completely. Uh, well, that's what that's what all the best countries do. Germany, 1920s, Weimar, that's what they did. Zimbabwe, that's what they did. How about Argentina? Did they get some of that done? Uh, that was good. Argentina got a, some of that done. Of that. Yeah, yeah, Venezuela. Venezuela. Venezuela some of the greatest that. nations in economic history. So, yeah, when you done, search for yeah. incredible economic yeah. events, they yeah. come up. Yes, yes, right? yes, you know? yes, yes. So, anyway, um, she came out and said, we just got to get rid of that debt ceiling. Um, uh, but on, on, on another front, as I'm telling you, we should get rid of the debt ceiling so debt doesn't matter anymore and we can print all the money we want and completely change to the modern monetary theory, which is Weimar Republic or Venezuela. Um, I also want to tell you that you're putting in as the comptroller somebody too radical for me. So who is this person? Well, the new comptroller of the currency is a Soviet-born and educated, Soviet-born and Soviet-educated professor who has praised the former Soviet Union's lack of a gender pay gap while recently uh, advocating for, and I'm quoting, an end to the banking system as we know it. Moving all Americans financing from private banks to the Federal Reserve. She's a Cornell University law professor. She was tapped by the president September 23rd to oversee the nation's biggest banks and federal savings associations. Let me say that again. The woman who just advocated for an end to the banking system as we know it, ending private banks and making All the only bank that matters is the Federal Reserve. She's now overseeing the biggest banks and the federal savings associations. Hmm. Hmm. 
Janet Yellen uh, said she's uh, she is seeking to radically reshape the basic architecture and dynamics of modern finance. Out loud, she said that. <laughs> pretty sure. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, she's raised concerns about her taking the post. Uh, she said, "Look, uh, private banks should be non-depository lenders, changing the banking system, quote as we know it." So, in other words, you couldn't put banks can't you can't go in and put deposits in there. All the deposits would go into the Federal Reserve. And we'll just stop calling Chase Manhattan and J.P. Morgan, all those things, as private banks. They're, it's the Federal Reserve. And so we'll just make them all a Federal Reserve bank. And then, you know what can happen? Then we can change the currency, because the collapse is coming sooner than you think. Um, we can change the currency to digital. And that way, the Federal Reserve will have automatic access to everybody's bank account. And we can make sure that everybody is using digital currency because there will be no other choice. It will be great. Not prison-like. It will be great. So anyway, it's Friday. There are just three members of the U.S. government that seem really... this. When they said we're going to return to normalcy, you know, if we get rid of Donald Trump, I think this is what we were all thinking, right? <laughs> Weren't we all thinking, gee, if we just had somebody that was born and educated in the Soviet Union that wants to take all private banking and destroy it, if they could just be put in charge of the banks, if we could just have an econo- uh, uh, an, uh, environmentalist, uh, uh, environmental terrorist uh, run all of the public land, and we could have some sort of weird Greek yogurt running the security of our nation and they can say hey don't deport anybody unless they tell you they have drugs i think this is what we were all thinking i think this is should ask your friends share these stories and ask your friends is this what you voted for because i don't think it is i don't think it is all right uh you know i've told you before i think that one of the reasons why i um, have preserved things, uh, and I have spent a lot of time and money, um, of my own money, at uh, Mercury One, buying um, documents and trying to preserve, for instance, the first draft of the Declaration of Independence. The reason why we have done that is because I had a prompting of, of clay pots, and I've interpreted that over 15 years as the Dead Sea Scrolls. We have sacred scripture in America. It's called the Declaration of Independence. It's uh, the, the, uh, the Federalist Papers. It's all of these things. And put them into clay pots. In other words, keep them safe from being destroyed. Make sure they are preserved for other generations. The other interpretation I've had of that prompting is your children. Your children are clay pots. Plant these things deep inside of them. Well, that's easier said than done in today's world. Most of us don't even know how to do it. Let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. These teach about freedom. They teach about um, economics, um, the free market. And it's a way that they will be able to understand. And uh, look, I, I know we want our kids to, you know, just read about good night, moon, um, but it, the, the times call for um, parents to step in and teach important things to our kids, no matter how old they are.
TuttleTwinsBeck.com is where you can get these books. They're for little kids, and they have different versions for young adults, and adults really learn a lot from these as well. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 35% discount on all of their books, plus they are giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Um, I am on the verge of finally really understanding one of the more complex, uh, banking issues that I've, I've ever encountered. And I am not the guy to do this. Um, but unfortunately no one else seems to be doing it. And, um, it's on this reverse repo thing that's going on with the fed and the banks. It started out, and I told you a year ago, something's wrong. Something's very wrong. This is something that we don't do. We did it in 2008, and that's it. We don't do this. What is happening? And it started out with the banks um, being able to do something with the Treasury uh, and, and be able to, I didn't understand it at the time, make money overnight with the treasury and that's where i had been focused on they're making money the the fed is paying our banks to hold all of this money overnight and i didn't understand it and i'm on the verge of understanding it so please excuse me but i will tell you last night um last night the fed they said they were going to do 50 billion dollars then it was up to 500 billion dollars every night Last night, the reverse repo market was $1.65 trillion. Um, and next week, uh, I hope to have a better handle on this, but I'm telling you, I really feel like this is the last flare off of the tip of the Titanic before she went under. This, uh, I think, is our, our real last warning to prepare yourself, prepare for impact. Uh, The United States could be Venezuela in a blink of an eye, and it will happen that fast. Please start looking at your financing, and please prepare for impact. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We'll have more on that uh, next week. You know, when I say things, sometimes I just know they're true. Um, My mouth dries up and my heart is in my throat and uh please prepare for impact legacy box if you're holding on to boxes of old home movies to share with your family uh then you gotta ask yourself a couple of things are the the images on the photographs even still there are they still vibrant um more importantly do you have a way to watch them if they're on videotape or any kind of tape they're honestly formats that i've sent into legacy box i don't even know what machine it was recorded on i have (laughs) no literally no idea i should bring some of them in and show you because we've used so many different formats over the years and it's like i have no idea what machine even (laughs) plays that anyway you can preserve these memories uh by using legacy box that's what they do uh, old photographs, videos, everything else, you send them in and they return them on any format that you ask for. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. They're 
a way for you to take 40% off right now. Just get the Legacy Box and then hold it when you're ready. Fill it up and send it to them. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hmm. Uh, you're going to feel really bad. Really bad. The New York, uh, the New York Teachers Union and the, um, the Amer- I think it's the American Federation, no, the United Federation of Teachers, uh, they are asking the Supreme Court to stop this vaccine mandate on teachers because they think it's unconstitutional. The Teachers Union are uh, are saying that the government has gone too far. They they <laughs> you can't tell individuals what to do. That's un- un- hmm. unconstitutional. Really? Could I play the Terry McAuliffe <clears throat> audio? Do we still have that from a couple of days ago when he said, you know, we're not going to have people tell teachers what to teach? You believe school systems should tell children what to do. I believe parents should be in charge of their kids' education. Mr. McAuliffe, 30 seconds. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. The parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, mm. also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents uh, come into schools and actually you take books out and make they their own decisions. Right. They had a right to veto, veto books. So, to yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Virginia, if you vote this guy in, you get exactly what you deserve. You do. Unfortunately, if you're living in Virginia and you've worked and worked and worked and worked, it'll be time to move. It will be. You have got to get out of these places that are run by people who think that you don't have a right to even veto books. You notice he said they had a right to veto books, not 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 to understand them or what was it intelligently. What? Oh, so everybody was just like, I veto books. What, they're not in making intelligent decisions. No, they're just making decisions you, the people in power, don't agree with. It's so revealing how completely absurd he thinks this idea is that the parents would have a right to tell their kids, teach their kids what they should. It's unbelievable. Know, what the system? I mean, it's like he thinks it's a completely bonkers alien idea that the parents would be control would be in control of their own kids' education. So may I recommend that, uh, as I say to you, batten, batten down the hatches. Um, anybody who says, boy, that's been a weird year. Well, glad I'll be glad for the new year. Shut up, because <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be worse. If you think you don't recognize your country now, mark my words this time next year. When I say remember when I said mm-hmm, you won't recognize it from this year. It will be that different. Um, And I can't recommend highly enough to get to places where you're not in the minority, get to places where there are good, decent people who don't care who you voted for, but they do care if you love America and you you believe in the Bill of Rights, you vote whatever you want. Do you believe in the Bill of Rights? Do you believe that all men are created equal? Do you believe there shouldn't be some dictator telling you exactly what to do and not to do? Because I do. And then more importantly, I think you need to live in a place where where God and the Judeo-Christian ethic is really strong. Because we're going to have to start relying on each other. 
And I don't mean we got to rely on each other because you got caps and I got balls. And so we're going to shoot it up. I mean, rely on each other for help, for food. You are going to see in the next year empty shelves everywhere. Um, we are going to um, that's if that's if the economy still is chugging next year. Uh, if it's not, you're definitely going to see empty shelves, uh, but you're going to see the supply chain collapse. Now, I want you to understand what that means when the supply chain collapses. Um, you know, it's like I've said over oh, for 20 years now when I'm talking to you about my Patriot supply. And I'll be like, because, you know, when a truck can't make it to your grocery store eight times a day to replenish the shelves, that's the average. Each grocery store is replenished eight times a day. When those trucks aren't bringing stuff in, you don't have anything on your on your grocery shelves. How many of us have already experienced this in grocery stores? I know there are things and brands that I have I have wanted to buy. If I, for instance, can't buy uh, what's the Mexican water, the Topo, Topo, Topo Chico. Chico. I, I can't find that. Now, I know it's out there. I've gone to three grocery stores. I can't find it. OK, what, what, what happened to that? Um, and I don't know if it's a supply chain, or if they stop carrying it or whatever. I just can't find it. I know there are many things, many things. I ordered a stove a year ago, a year ago. When it was supposed to come in in spring, they said it would be in August. When August passed, they said it would be in September. When September passed, they said, um, yeah, we're not really sure. We can't give you a date. It could be as much as another year. Excuse me? What? How many times have you gone to buy certain things and it's just not there anymore? And you're like, wow, that's weird. I'm telling you, these are the birth pangs of things to come. There is a group of uh, of dock workers of uh, they're all the transportation people. They're the heads of the truck drivers and uh, airlines that are doing cargo shipments and the seafarers. They went to the U.N. and gave the U.N. a massive warning and said, you're on the verge of a complete system collapse. Because of what the governments are doing with COVID, how they're restricting people, uh, how they're giving uh, disincentives to work by paying people extra to stay home. It is collapsing the supply chain. The California ports, just the California ports, about to break. All that stuff sitting out on on the coast can't be brought in because there's nobody to truck it. There's no way to get the port. There's no way to get them out of the ports. There's nobody to put them onto trucks, and it's all because of the regulations that the government are are doing all over the world now. Stu was just telling me he was just reading from what was the uh, the company Simple uh, Modern. Simple Modern. Yeah, they make uh, you know stainless steel drinkware is one yeah. of the things they make. Um, Mike Beckham is the CEO. He says, this is pretty scary. There's a major storm brewing in the supply chain. Stop. Everything you think you know about America. Forget that you're in a new world and listen to this with fresh ears, please. 
It could dramatically impact everyone's life next year, but almost no one knows about it yet. We're talking about empty shelves, crazy inflation, etc. Here's what I'm learning about the problem from my contacts in China. As a communist country, China is centrally planned. That means things like electricity usage are planned in Beijing by party officials instead of governed by the supply and demand of the market. Which is incredibly different than what uh, Joe Biden is working on. Uh, They won't be centrally planned in Beijing, just centrally planned in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Totally different city. Completely different city. And that's full of Chinese people. And in Washington, D.C. is not full of Chinese people. I mean, the differences just keep adding up to the point to where it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. to even mention central planning like china compared to the central planning here it's completely different here it's at the beginning of the year china set electricity quotas for each province Hmm. as a result of supply chain disruptions from covid and unprecedented factory demand many of the provinces have used way more electricity than planned Hmm. now china doesn't have enough coal power so in other words when they don't have a free market to be able to do the things with power that they need to do and just have companies incentivized to, you know, from the free market to continue this like it works here in America. <laughs> the central planning, they run out of electricity. Mm. Did they stop building walls? Why don't they just build more walls with more outlets in them? Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check into that. Yeah, okay. He doesn't cover that. Uh, the Chinese government has begun restricting electric- or electrical usage for the provinces based on how much electricity they have used so far this year. There's a green, yellow, and red system that is put in place. As I mean, That's how what every Chinese or every government, uh, communist government ever does. They, they've always got color-based systems. Yeah, I know. DHS and, and we doesn't never do that. that. We don't do that. Um, uh, some of uh, our primary production is in a yellow region. These partners now have electricity caps and can work four days a week instead of six. Their production has been cut by 33%, and these cuts are likely to last until the Chinese New Year. This is a big deal. In stainless steel drinkware, that's the business he's in, 93% of the world's production happens in one province in China. Of that production, about half happens from now until the Chinese New Year. What that means is about 20% of the world's production isn't going to get built this year. Products being produced in the more restricted red regions are going to get hit even harder. There are already stories about regions having to operate by candlelight due to the power rationing. Mm. The problem with COVID is that it led to cascading failures throughout the supply chain. If production drops so dramatically over the coming months, then empty shelves will be commonplace. We are talking about a situation where many product types will be completely nuked. Do your Christmas shopping now. I, that's not what I want you to take from this article. No, but I, with uh, little but, kids. Uh, yeah, with yeah. little kids, do your Christmas shopping right now. Right now. Because it's going to be very bad this Christmas. Even more concerning is what will happen on the other side of the Chinese New Year. The lack of production caused by the electrical shortages is going to cause an unprecedented amount of demand on Chinese factories in 2022. It's very likely that if that happens, we will see the biggest traffic jam the supply chain has ever experienced. This year, we got a taste of what happens when you apply pressure to the logistics supply chain. Next year, we may see a full break in some places. One additional point is that China is simultaneously rolling out its 2021 to 2022 autumn and winter action plan for air pollution management. This plan curtails even more production from factories with higher pollution. Um, and it goes on and on. Blah, 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 blah. But, blah, but, but blah. you get the point here. You know, okay. we're talking about major disruptions. And it's like, I think we all went into COVID realizing like, holy crap, this whole thing could collapse. And I think, uh, I would say the majority of people are like, oh, I mean, that was rough. And obviously the health issues haven't were paid one for thing. Yet. But we haven't paid the an bill economic price like that. No, the bill hasn't come yet. And mm-hmm. it's coming next year. It is coming. 
Um, let me just go back to the ports in California. So, you know, 40% of all of the stuff that comes in on car- cargo ships come into 11 ports in California. 40%. 30% of everything we ship out goes through 11 ports in California. Because of the workers that are not working, um, because the, um, the ports couldn't, I mean, they lost so much money when nothing was coming in. Now the demand is so high, so you know, half of the ships in port in California are called mega container ships. They have like 10,000 of those big cargo things in them, okay? Um, That's double or triple the size of what cargo ships were uh, 10 years ago. Triple the size. So it takes them a lot longer to load and unload, which means there are more trucks, trains, and warehouses that are needed to unload, store, and transport the good. Half of them are these. Uh, the wait now keeps getting longer and longer and longer. Containers are waiting nearly 16 days on average before they're being unloaded. And the ports are working 24 hours a day now. This is unsustainable. They have 100 plus ships sitting waiting outside of Los Angeles alone to try to get into the ports. Um, Everything that you're looking for on your shelf, a lot of it is sitting out waiting for somebody to open it and, and be able to get it onto a truck. It's sitting in the water right now. That's not all of the demand. As you heard, China can't keep up with the demand and it's about to break in China because of electricity but not just electricity kids they're also going now through a massive economic problem please hear me shortages are coming you will look at shelves next year and you will wonder if you are even in the united states of america and the answer for the most part will be no um my pillow Oh, God, I just want to sleep. <laughs> just when well, we had this debate the other day of would you rather go through all of this or just have a giant meteor take you by surprise and just kill you? And I think I think I'd I'd vote for the meteor at this point. But um, you can slip uh, in between uh, the Giza dream sheets and lay your head down on a my pillow and you can rest and sleep in the softest cotton in the world. It's the closest thinking, uh, the closest uh, I have been to a perfect night's sleep has been, honestly, on the Giza Dream Sheets. They are so great, and they're still on sale at buy one, get one free. When it comes to great prices for a great product, MyPillow doesn't disappoint. In fact, I can't even imagine. If I would have had to guess, and this is sincere, if I would have had to guess how much those sheets were, they'd be in the hundreds of dollars. Uh, They're not. Check them out now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com, especially with a buy one, get one free offer, the Giza Dream Sheets, 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. Go to the great radio specials and uh, make sure you use the promo code Beck, MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (sighs) This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we're glad that you're here. I, I, I have to bring you some more news here. Michael Horowitz, he's the inspector general, um, 
for uh, the FBI. He released a damning report yesterday that nobody's going to tell you about that the FBI has widespread violations in the intelligence agency's applications for FISA. The FBI Woods procedures are designed to ensure FISA applicants uh, are scrupulously accurate and require agents to document support for all factual assertions contained in them. However, the inspector general's audit found numerous incidents, hundreds of them where this did not occur. The FBI was not meeting its expectations of its own protocols by failing to comply with the Woods procedures. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about the Woods procedures, but I'm sure the FBI would do those things if those procedures were reasonable. Isn't that what the Woods... We, We would do it. We're just not going to. I think that's the way the FBI is interpreting this. This means that the FBI is using the FISA courts and spying on people in secret uh, and they are completely unleashed. They have no discipline or oversight. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing is our sponsor this half hour. Um, If you listened to the broadcast last hour, um, you will understand why I have urgency and have had it in my voice recently about calling American Financing. If you have an adjustable mortgage, for the love of God, get out of that. Um, Get into uh, the lowest interest rate you can lock in now. It is going to get harder and harder to get a loan. If you have high interest credit cards, please, if you can, roll them into your mortgage so you can pay them down. The pressure that is going to come down on you as a breadwinner, as somebody who's just trying to keep the family from going under, is going to be enormous, and the government is going to do everything they can to make sure that you're on the dole. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. All right, Bill O'Reilly's coming up next. Bill O'Reilly joins us next because it's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. Have you ever had just uh, just an amazing, amazing experience and customer service was just like off the charts to the point where you don't just notice it. You're captivated by it. You're like, whoa. And you tell everybody about it. Um, that happens because most times customer service you come across, you know, is good, but not usually over the top good. I'd like to suggest that if you've been looking to buy or sell a home uh, or both, 
do yourself a favor and check out the real estate agents I trust real estate agents. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I want you to interview these, uh, these real estate agents. We find them to be the over-the-top best of the best. Uh, but you'll have to do you know, your own uh, homework on it. You interview them yourself. You don't need a mediocre real estate agent or mediocre service. You need the best of the best. Our agents know the best practices. They'll work with you to get the best outcome. And it is my hope and desire that you have one of those experiences that you're like, oh, my gosh, that was fantastic. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Now, they may tell you some things like they told me, uh, yeah, I hate to say this to you, but you're going to have to remodel your home if you want to sell it. And I was like, what? You're going to have to do that. And they had the experts come in. They knew who to ask. And a bunch of them came in and they were like, you're going to have to change this and this and just our house. You know, it's two weeks from being finished. Two weeks. We're about, yeah, about two weeks. They tell us me now that it's about two weeks away. Um, The we have already had people come in and say, I'll pay double what we were asking for. Uh, So while they told me stuff I didn't want to hear, they were right about it. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. By the way, now we're not selling because we love the house, so <laughs> didn't work out uh, as I thought. Bill O'Reilly is here. Hello, Bill. Beck, I'm glad you're not selling your house. Yeah, well, I didn't want you wandering around, you know. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Because you might move to my neighborhood, and that oh, would put not all a the real estate values down. Yeah, not a chance. Not a chance. I'd move anywhere <laughs> uh, in the New York area. You should consider moving to Texas. You know, Texas, uh, they got all their gold back from the Federal Reserve a few years ago. So when things uh, hit the fan, um, Texas has its gold. How about New York? Um, New York uh, has its muggings. Yeah. Okay. So good. Good. And by the way, I saw here. that De Blasio. Yeah. I saw De Blasio say that he wants better customer service from the yeah. NYPD. Yeah, murders are through you the know, roof, but better customer service. You know, De Blasio and Biden are pretty much the same guy, and they whatever they get into, they make it worse. Yep. And and. It's just amazing to see both of them, and they have no self-awareness at all. Mm -mm. They both think they're doing the greatest job of all time. That would be like, you know, somebody in Texas, uh, the Texas Rangers hitting 125 going, you know, I'm Babe Ruth. I'm the guy. I am so good. (laughs) That's exactly what these guys, their mindset is. All right, Bill, what's the big story of the week? I think the big story of the week is the collapse of the Biden administration. Hmm overall collapse so even the dishonest corporate media they don't know where to go and i did an experiment on the uh night um when the three generals and the secretary of defense the brilliant lloyd austin boy doesn't he fill you with confidence uh, he is a warrior in the mode of Attila. (laughs) Yeah. He is just fear of God. Yeah, no, he's tell everybody. So anyway, um, you know, that was pretty devastating. A sitting president of the United States to have his top commanders in the Pentagon say, yeah, we told him keep 25 to 3,500 troops. So you wouldn't have a debacle in Afghanistan. You could, we could fulfill our responsibilities our moral responsibilities to evacuate people and then perhaps keep the Taliban at bay. So there could be some kind of negotiation. So all four of the people involved in those conversations uh, said that, 
And then Biden goes, I I didn't hear anybody say that. Okay. So that's your lead story on any level for any news agency. So I had all three cable news operations on at 9 o'clock at night. Maddow on NBC News leads with the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Uh I don't know whether she just figured that out it happened. I don't know. (laughs) But that was her lead story. Uh Over on CNN, Cuomo leads with how conservatives are being mean to General Milley. I I mean, I'm sitting there with my... And then Hannity on Fox, he did the proper thing. He led with the... Pentagon contradicting the commander in chief. So what does this say to the United States of America when you have two of the most powerful information agencies in the world, um, NBC Comcast and AT&T CNN, actively deceiving you, deceiving you actively. They know what they're doing. And yet there is absolutely no way for anyone to hold them accountable other than not watching them, which has, of course, happened. You know, they'd have no audience. But the just the corruption level of the information flow to the American people is at an all time high. We have never had a worse media in the history of this republic. Well, that's why we're in the shape we're in. Um, but Bill, uh, let me uh, let me ask you. I, I think the problem that we have in the country is there is no accountability. There is no deterrence. And deterrent, uh, deterrent is really important uh, to humans. If I don't, if I touch the electric fence and it never shocks me, it, it's not going to keep me in place. Um, and there is no deterrent. And I don't mean an electric fence. I mean, just even shame. There's no shame. Uh, there's, you know, when I, when I saw these um, uh, hearings and then I talked to the senators afterwards, I said, so now what? Well, you know, what? What? We know now the president lied to us. We know that he, even if he didn't lie to us, this man is incompetent. We know now that the Pentagon went along with it. Nobody, nobody, they said we ought to do this. But nobody afterwards said, look, this can never happen again. We have a lack of any kind of deterrence at all throughout society what is the what's the big deal about these hearings so we know this and then what well hopefully they'll vote out democrats in 2022 um because the system doesn't the constitution of the united states does not hold people accountable for moral failings that's a criminal justice system all right so you have, in my opinion, a moral failing on the part of maybe most Americans mm-hmm. because they don't, they either don't pay attention at all to their country, don't care, they only care about their individual pursuits, or they are dishonest about the performance of the people they vote for. So when you see the job approval polls, you still have 40% of the country saying, hey, Biden's doing a good job. How is that possible? Well, yeah. Who are these people? Who are they? 
I, I do you, no intelligent person could think that Joe Biden's doing a good job because you ask one simple question in the nine months that he's been president. Give me one problem that he solved. Give me one what? problem that isn't worse than it was before. Yeah, I mean, you can take it, but you know, I'm a simple <laughs> man. I am the simplest man. That's a very simple question. All right. To anybody. Give me one thing that he's done, just one, that's improved this nation. And you can't, because as you just said, everything that he has been involved with is a disaster. Everything, from the COVID mandates, to the energy policies, to the economic policies, the inflation, to Afghanistan, to the collapsing southern border, to the social um, woke business the denial of due process, right across the board, there isn't anything this man has done or stood for that's improved America. And do you think it's going to get better? I mean, they're so frightened they are the people who control Joe Biden. They're frightened now. This is what I don't think people understand this. They know how bad it is in the White House. I mean, Saki, the minister of propaganda, gets out and gives you all this, well, we don't have open borders. Ah, you know, no, that's not what he really, you know, she's just like a robot. They tell her what to say. She says it. She doesn't even think about it. Okay, but the people who really run the show, they can see the public polls. They can see how screwed up this presidency is. So what are they doing? They're just keeping him away from everybody. He's just isolated in that building, the White House. There's no access to him. And, you know, you, you would think that Americans would get uneasy, and many of us are. Many of us are. But there is no mechanism to do anything about it until a week, uh, a year from this November, the midterm elections. That's the only mechanism that we have under the Constitution. We elected this guy. And he's there for four years. You neutralize him next November 22 with the Republicans taking back the House and Senate. Then he's done. Can't do any more damage because you got him in a, in a, in a hole. And he's not going to be proactive with executive orders. He's just going to stay there in his jammies for two more years. Okay. So that's the only mechanism. So let me ask you this. Did the, was the, the generals turning on him? Uh, the same day that Barack Obama turned on him on the border. Is this a sign that they're trying to distance themselves to minimize the damage or do they even care? Because, you know, if if a Republican president were doing things this poorly, the GOP, even as spineless as they are, they they would be standing up and you would be hearing a lot of GOP voters and uh, and members in Congress and the Senate saying, this president has got to turn his policies, but they're not saying that. Or are no, they? No, the Democrats are, but I'm not so sure the Republicans would do that either. I, I, I maybe they with would, these kind of polling numbers. I, I, yeah, I don't even. I, I just, uh, you know, I don't see a lot of real nobility in the GOP. No, no, I don't but either. But I just thought just to save themselves. Yes, policies are better. If you look at the Trump policies for four years, yeah. they were light years ahead of what the Democrats are trying to do. I mean, that's not even a debatable issue. But once you get into, um, you asked about the generals. They were under oath. They had to tell the truth. Hmm. Okay. 
Because if they lied, then yeah. they could be prosecuted. Yeah, they could they be, but they been. wouldn't be. No, they wouldn't. So, so it wasn't a matter of they walked in to throw Biden under the bus. They didn't want to be there. They didn't want to have to say that. Okay? But they, they had to tell the truth because they're under oath. Okay, so they did. Um, and now they, they go back across the river to the Pentagon. Millie is a dead man walking. He's not going to be there much longer. Austin they're not going to get rid of. But the American public knows they've been misled, lied to, whatever word you want to use. But then it comes back to, did Biden lie on purpose? All right, did he, did he lie knowing the truth? That's the, old, that's the definition of a mortal sin, okay, in the Catholic religion. Did you know what you were saying was untrue okay. when you said it. May I okay. may I direct you to the George Stephanopoulos and you will be yeah, unique. Of course. Hang on, you of will course. be unique in this. I don't know if you've caught this yet, but I've wanted to talk to you about this cuz if you go back and look at it, you're going to have a you'll have a really good uh, view of this. When Stephanopoulos first says that uh you know, look, your Pentagon said, uh that's when Joe Biden first and this is not the clip that's being paid. Uh, played that's when he said no no that was never said to me and stephanopoulos goes back in and says wait a minute and that's where the clip starts right after the wait a minute no i use so the you, whole thing okay right okay but then after he's done there's an edit and uh joe biden picks it up and he's like look and he's together i think that george stephanopoulos knew the the real facts questioned him and and was shocked when the president lied about it just shocked maybe but again it goes back to does biden know what he's saying does he understand what yes, he's saying he does. yes he does All right. well i think a case can be made that the guy is so out of it that he can't process information at all it's whatever the Whatever, it's like a fifth grader when you catch him doing something wrong in school and they'll say, well, a dog ate the homework. Or, you know, what, he almost panics. But look, I'm not a psychologist. The fact of the matter is he misled the country, misled everybody. Now, let me ask you a question, Beck. When Disney edited out the Obama statement that an open border is not sustainable on Good Morning America, is not that the end of Walt Disney Company's credibility in every area? Isn't that the end of it? Well, in every era, area, no. Fantasyland is part of uh, the area that they oversee. So, Fantasyland. I mean, that, that is so corrupt. When it comes, to, when it comes to news, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, they have no credibility left. At least in my okay. book, there's no. No, I think that's true for everybody. I mean, even the, the progressive far left lunatics. No, it's not an honest presentation, okay? But that is so egregious. So I worked for ABC, as you know, for two know. years. I worked for Peter Jennings. And if, if on World News Tonight, if an editor or a producer had taken out a key phrase from a president of the United States, Barack Obama, that says open borders are unsustainable, if they had edited that out, Anybody associated with that would have been fired on the spot. I mean, that's the difference. See, I can put this all into perspective because I worked for these news organizations. I know what happened back then, and I know what's happening now. And the level of corruption 
on part of the corporate media, as I said, is unprecedented. So when you have this, then the American people cannot get honest information. And that's what we're seeing here in this country, that you have this big block of people who are living, as you just said, in fantasy land. They think that you can spend $3.5 trillion on social welfare slash climate change programs and not go bankrupt. All right. I want to change this. believe that. I want to change the subject to that when we come back in 60 seconds. Let me tell you about Nina, who wrote in recently about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, Relief Factor got me out of pain. I can now work in my flower garden again. I can walk my dog. I can run up and down my stairs without being in pain. I also sleep through the night without an ice pack on my knee. I love Relief Factor. Nina, thank you so much for trying it. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people like Nina who try it go on to order more. Order the three-week quick start trial pack for $19.95. If it's not working for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. But again, 70% of the people go on to order more. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. 10 seconds, station ID. So that $3.5 trillion spending bill, I mean, it's zero. It, it's gonna, it has zero cost uh, at all. It's, all. it's all paid for. It's not going to cost a dime. <clears throat> yeah, but it's not going to get passed, thank God. You don't um, think so? No. There's no way Manchin's going to vote for that, and no Republican in the Senate's going to vote for it, so it's over. So they'll, they'll drop it down to $1.5 which is still absurd. Um, but what this is all about is just taking money from the establishment, from affluent Americans and from corporations and small business owners, and giving it to um, the Democratic constituency. That's what it's all about. I Everybody, think, I think that the uh, 1.5 trillion or the 3.5 trillion, I think that is a red herring. I think it is all of the other stuff in the bill that gives them control again over voting processes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All of the stuff tucked into this bill that's not being talked about because we're talking about the trillions of dollars that are being spent. And but nobody knows it because it's 2000 pages. So the Senate parliamentarian threw out the amnesty for all illegal aliens. That's out. OK. And I assume that a lot of the other crazy stuff like the if you deposit more than six hundred dollars in the bank, the bank has to tell the IRS. Now, that is a really outrageous. Well, they, they, that, they've tried to make this less outrageous by moving it to ten thousand dollars. So what they okay. did, the Democrats, but it made, is ten thousand now. But it's but it's all, but it is also still a violation of okay, the but, Fourth but it's Amendment. Always been. T- it's always been 10,000 since so the Patriot Act. That, that law was passed, and I can understand that law because at a $10,000 threshold, it's basically a business transaction, even if it's personal funds. And the IRS wants to regulate people who might not pay their taxes. But what $600 is, is, is to build a database about what individual Americans have so eventually the federal government can come in and take it which is what socialism is. So that's what that, that's so naked. It's such a violation of the Constitution because we do have privacy here. Now, the privacy does end um, in certain areas, but $600, 
You're going to build a database on Glenn Beck based upon what he does with his own money in any kind of a capacity? That's blatantly unconstitutional, but that's what they want. I think they're going to pass the bill just like they did with uh, just like they did with uh, in, uh, with income tax, and they said it's only for ninety, you know, or five percent of the population. And within a few years, it was almost everybody was involved in the income tax because you know we had a change in. You can say it's going to be ten thousand dollars today, but you watch, they'll move it. Uh, back in just a second with more Bill O'Reilly. In the criminal justice system, it's understood that certain financial crimes are committed by 40-year-olds sitting in their underpants, eating Cheetos in front of a computer in their mom's basement. These are known as cyber criminals, and their endless efforts to steal your identity and money often go completely unstopped. That should be a show opening, don't you think? That's a really good opening for a show. Sounds really fascinating. Dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, this is why it's important to have LifeLock so that evil, the evil nerds, stand about as much of a chance of stealing your identity as they do getting a date. Yeah, we said it. LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours, yours, with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Just call 1-800-LIFELOCK in the promo code back 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. That's lifelock.com promo code back for 25% off. Do it now. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We have more with Bill O'Reilly next. This is the Glenn Beck program. It's Friday, which means we have Bill O'Reilly. Bill, there are two Marines that are uh, in the news. Let me give you the first one is the U.S. Marine who was at the uh, Hamid Karzai International Airport um, during the withdrawal. You, we've seen pictures of him. Uh, he actually took a baby over the fence. Um, and now he's being investigated uh, because he was at a Save America rally in Perry, Georgia. He was in the crowd. He was not in uniform. Uh, and Donald Trump saw him on there, uh, saw him in the crowd and said, hey, you did a great job. Um, we've we've all seen him. One of the Marines who bravely served in Kabul during the withdrawal and helped evacuate children over uh, the airport wall. Uh, it's uh, Corporal Hunter Ian Clark. Uh, in fact, Lance Corporal, get up here. He came up. He he did not make any political statements at all. Uh, he just got up there as as Trump called him up. Now there he's under investigation uh, and could face real punishment for this. I don't think that'll happen. I think you'll be acquitted of any wrongdoing. He didn't, obviously, uh, he wasn't proactive in putting forth a political point of view. He has a right to attend any rally he wants to. Um, so I don't think that he's going to be punished. Um, but the fact that he's being investigated, I don't know, you know, why bother with that? Uh, I don't know why they do it. I guess it's 
politicized like everything else. I think they're, send, I think they're trying to send people a message. Yeah. Um, the yeah. uh, uh, the uh, other Marine, uh, Scheller, who was the guy who was in uniform uh, sitting at his desk and said, hey, we made a mistake and it's time for our leadership to own up to the mistake. He then uh, the, uh, gave his resignation in. And when he did, the Marines now say that he works for the president and the president was not going to accept his resignation. He's in solitary confinement now, uh, and he is being charged Article 88, contempt towards officials, Article 90, willfully disobeying a superior commissioned officer, Article 92, failure to obey lawful general orders, and Article 133, conduct unbecoming an officer and a gentleman. Holy cow, I wish we could do that to... Uh, officials in Washington, um, uh, he is he is facing prison time now. He tried to correct it and do the right thing by resigning. What's this? Yeah, but he he made a mistake and he admits it. Uh, I like the uh, lieutenant colonel. He's a stand up guy, um, but you can't do that. You can't do what he did. So he was under active commission. Um, and he made some political statements about the screw up in Afghanistan, which everybody knows are true, but you can't do that as an active officer. What he should have done was resigned, um, and then done it, you know, and then done it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, and he admits it, he's not saying, what was me? He's not, he's saying, whatever my punishment is is justified because I did break the military chain of command. What I don't think Americans understand is you have to have that. You can't have um, officers and even enlisted um, running around countermanding or criticizing their superiors because then your military falls apart. Military discipline disappears. So you have to. And if you feel that your military is not representing the country in the best way, you have to get out. And then you start to criticize. So then I get letters about Vindman. Oh, what about Vindman? Well, he was subpoenaed, so he had to come in and say what he said. Uh, And then you get Millie. Well, Millie denies any wrongdoing. And in a court of law, Millie might win. Um, Because Millie says, look, I know a lot of people in the room. I didn't do it. anything that uh, subverted the authority of uh, Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, I still say, why don't we have the transcript of that? let's see what the man actually said in the context of the conversation. The fact that that hasn't been put out disturbs me because they have it. And then we could clear all this up. But again, the government doesn't seem to really want to tell the people what the truth is. It all comes back to that, Beck. So I think that is one of the reasons why they're going after Scheller is they want him in prison, not on YouTube talking about things. And, you know, it's one thing to um, I mean, he was wrong for doing that in uniform. Absolutely wrong. Clear cut. Um, So he does deserve uh, some sort of punishment for that. However, and that's what will happen. He'll, he'll get dishonorably discharged or maybe even a general discharge. That's what I would give him. Um, no, they're talking prison time. They're talking he's prison gonna, time. He's not going to serve prison time. That's not going to happen. It will not happen. I he's in solitary that. confinement now. I'm not sure about the solitary confinement. I think they're confining him away from some of the other prisoners there. I don't know why. But it's not like he's in some dungeon. Um, 
and he himself has access to his military lawyers. If that were the case, they could speak about that, and they have not. So I'm always very cautious about okay. press reports. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Treasury Department has just yes. uh, put a comptroller of the currency in. She is a USS born and educated and now professor here in the United States who has praised the Soviet Union's lack of a gender pay gap. She has also recently advocated for ending the banking system as we know it by moving by moving Americans finances from private banks to the Federal Reserve. She is so extreme that even Janet Yellen has come out and said, ah, she's... Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, why, doesn't the, why don't the Republicans start taking ads out? You know, they got, they got gazillions of dollars, the political action committees, gazillions of dollars, take some ads out. You know, quote you, Beck, and just throw them on there. This is the way to fight this battle. You know, I, I, this is why in the uh, initial parts of our conversation today, I said, you know, the Republicans, I, you can fight these people, but you have to fight them in the media. You have to buy time with you, your gazillions of dollars. Do and you think that they could? About this, do you think those ahead. ads would be aired uh, yeah, by anyone you can buy time you can buy time uh, you know i'll take it on billoreilly.com you'll take it on the blaze i mean you could buy time on all kinds of places and if abc cbs and 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 uh nbc wouldn't take your ad that's another scandal that's another thing you can get out i mean here's a here's a this is a war we're fighting in the united states now all right, so the longest-running war in Afghanistan is over. Well, we got another war here between the people who want to destroy the American system and the people who want to keep the American system with improvements, by the way. All right, that's a war. Well, fight it. I almost said a bad word. Fight it. <laughs> um, be sitting there and going on cable news whining about it. You know, there should be the RNC controls the political action committees that have hundreds of millions of dollars. Take out the blanket ads. Flood the zone so that the dimmest people in America know about the war and what's at stake. You know, I'm sitting here. I do the best I can, Beck. You do the best... You can. I had a call the other night from, at 11.30 from the former president of the United States. <laughs> and I knew it was him. Nobody calls me at 11.30 except him. <laughs> so this God, you must day. be grumpy at that time of night. <laughs> no, this is, no, that's prime time for him. He's a vampire. <laughs> all right. So this was the day that Millie testified and the others. And, you know, I go, I didn't even say hello. I go, Mr. President, you're up late. Ah, and then he just wailed, okay? And after he did, I said to him, you control hundreds of millions of dollars in political action funds. Can't you get an organized ad campaign just to put out what you just told me? Because what he said was true. 
And that's why, of course, I'm doing these history shows with him in December, because his voice has been muted now by the social media companies. But the points that he makes are pretty damn valid because he was there. He appointed Millie. He knows why Millie did what he did. Okay, and you'll know, too, if you come to see us in the shows, because that's what it's going to be. All personal stuff. But anyway, he couldn't answer the question about the political action committee. He said, you want to fight this war? you got to fight it the same way that the progressives are fighting it. you got to get down on the field and smack them. But you seeing that? I'm not seeing that. So did the president respond uh, like, you know what, Bill, a good idea. I'm going to find out why we're not doing that. I mean, he controls that money. Then why aren't we doing it? Well, he didn't say that. He asked me what kind of hors d'oeuvres were having backstage in the Lord. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. By the way, tickets are available. You can get them at BillOReilly.com. Uh, and give me the dates of these things again, Bill, will you? Okay, 11th in Lauderdale, 12th in Orlando, Florida, and then the 18th in Houston at the Toyota Center, and the 19th, the show that Glenn Beck will be attending. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I can't go. My wife yelled at me. You were on, and she was like, I mean, before you hung up the phone, she was on the phone with my assistant and saying, did you hear Bill O'Reilly just said, Glenn is going on vacation on that day. He is taking the family away. He is not going. So I can't go to the 18th or 19th. So I have to find another city that I can go to. Which one should I go to? Well, we'll we'll accommodate you, Beck. You come on into Florida. It's a nice time of year to be in Florida. Okay. On the uh, 11th or 12th. And I'm, I'm glad to see that your wife is in charge, Beck. Oh, yeah, no, no, don't make no charge. mistake. No. Yeah. Make no mistake. Make I, I can no confirm mistake. that one, yeah. Bill. <laughs> he is not yeah. in charge. I, uh, I just no. call on the shot. Yeah, no, I, there is. Uh, better for the nation. Bill. It really is. <laughs> it really is. really is. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Bill. I appreciate it. BillOReilly.com. <laughs> see you. All right. What did he just say? All I heard was, mm, you. Yeah, was I'm it thank sure. you? Maybe I should have had to be thank you. I definitely ended with a K. Yeah. By the way, I'm on with um, uh, Megan Kelly today in about an hour and 15 uh, on her podcast and also on her XM Sirius program. If you're listening to us on XM Sirius, uh, she follows this program every day. And just uh, like XM follows the word Sirius in Sirius XM, which is the name of the company. Not XM Sirius. Yeah, I like XM more than I like Sirius. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. They, they're mm-hmm. the same company. No, no, they were two companies that oh, a long time ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I do not, <laughs> do not forgive them for that. <laughs> anyway, uh, pa- Patriot Mobile. Uh, the sooner you switch to Patriot Mobile, the sooner you can start paying a lot less, way less, um, probably about half that you're paying for your mobile service right now. Um, that's why I'm telling you, hey, switch, switch, switch. And also another kind of big thing is the major mobile companies donate a portion of your bill to leftist causes. Patriot Mobile doesn't do that. In fact, they started this because uh, they saw that leftist corporations were donating money and they were like, well, that's a great way to fight against them. That's a great way to fight, you know, for the second amendment and the first amendment. And you know what the heck, let's throw in all the amendments. 
They are the nation's only Christian conservative uh, mobile company. Uh, They're on the same towers as all the major carriers. So you get the same great coverage and everything else. Half the cost. They have affordable, uh, customizable plans for any family. They donate a portion of everything they make to stand with you and to fight the causes that you believe in. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Do it right now. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Free activation with the offer code back. They always have discounts for veterans and first responders, multi-line discounts. Uh, support the company that you know loves America, loves the Constitution, shares your values, and will save you a lot of money. PatriotMobile.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I've just been invited to some some speech at some university, and uh, it says hosted valet only. And that's the only thing it says, you know, like dress code doesn't have that, doesn't have ticket price, doesn't have anything. It just says hosted valet only. I have no idea what that even means. Does that mean only the host gets their bra- their their jacket brushed by some, you know, Downton Abbey guy? Uh, does that mean hosted valet <laughs> there's a host that's like do what does that mean i okay i'm i'm trying to figure this out because i don't i don't know i've never heard i, of I am before. not qualified to go to this thing the if, only thing i i think what it's saying is there's no normal parking so like the only option uh, you have is a hosted valet when why don't they say just that <laughs> yeah, why sorry, don't they no. just say you can't park anywhere you're going to have to give your key. Bring 20 bucks. You're going to have to give that guy something going in and something going out. I think because the first one's shorter. Hosted valet only. But nobody knows all what those that nice means. things. Nobody well, knows what that means. Nobody knows. I wouldn't have known. I, would, I wouldn't have taken the time to look it up. I would have just been like, I don't know what hosted valet means. I <laughs> just barked my car here in the middle of the road. <laughs> what? what do you mean they towed me away? Huh, that's This is a reason not to go to that one. Delete. <laughs> on that invitation <laughs> because they're going to park your car for no you? because they're because they if they if they say that about parking mm-hmm. you think you're going to understand a damn thing they're saying as they debate <laughs> nope no it's nope. gonna be way too smart for you way too smart that for might me. be what the actual point of it is <laughs> it might be right they don't want idiots who don't know what hosted yeah. valet only means right. at their speech they, and they're doing a good job yeah it's uh you know Survival of the fittest. It's natural selection. I'm selecting out. Right. Okay. I'm selecting out. It didn't work it. out for you. No, you've gone extinct. That's right. You're exactly the dodo right. bird of the speech. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. By the way, uh, we have an incredible podcast uh, with General Michael Flynn. Uh, you can uh, find that podcast tomorrow wherever you get your podcast, or you can get it right now at Blaze TV. This is a wide-ranging interview and fascinating, fascinating. General Michael Flynn podcast at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you first about The Covenant. Uh, the Covenant is a, a new TV series that they want to make. It's being written by Andrew Claven. He is He's a fantastic, fantastic writer. Um, and he is doing a TV series adaptation of the stories of the Old Testament, and it is going to be true to the Old Testament, uh, and it is being very carefully um, uh, produced by KO Films. Now, 
they need backers for this. And, you know, you can go to the backers in Hollywood and you know exactly what you'll get. Either no TV show or a TV show that has so many compromises in it. It's really important that we as conservatives um, add to the culture. And this is a great way to add to the culture. They're asking you if you'll invest in this project at kotv.com slash Beck. That's C-A-Y-O-T-V dot com slash Beck. Go there, learn all about the covenant, kotv.com slash Beck, and invest. is a uh, just a great great uh, commentator and does a very very different show um, than what you you normally hear on talk radio has a, just a really good sense of what is important and why it's important especially eternally um, he has the um, he's the host of the blaze TV show the Steve day show and the author of a great book the fauci and bargain uh, he's got bonus a bonus chapter of the Fauci uh, Fauciian bargain the Faucian booster and I want to talk to him about that he's got a lot to say about the booster shots and the actual facts and I mean if you want to you know rely on science and look at the science let's look at the numbers Steve Dace in 60 seconds the Glenn Beck program so the Fed is one of the most complex institutions in the world, um, and uh, I think they like it that way. I've been trying to figure out a way to explain uh, to you why you need to care about this this reverse repo thing that is going on. Uh, and so far, I have not found an easy way to explain it, and that keeps you in the dark, really keeps you in the dark. Um it is we are we are headed towards Venezuela. Last night, the reverse repo market was one point six five trillion dollars. This is something that was never done before. They when they first introduced it last year, I told you something's wrong. Something's really wrong. Next week, I will. I'm going to try to explain it to you. Um, uh, but it basically it means Venezuela is on the direct horizon for the United States of America. Financing is going to be very hard for you to get. If you are looking to finance a new home or whatever you're looking at, please call American Financing. You want to be out of debt, at least with high interest credit cards or high interest anything. If you have a, a an adjustable loan, please get out of that. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Go there now. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Steve Dace, Blaze TV host, Steve Dace Show, author of The Fauci and Bargain. Welcome, Steve. How are you? 
Good morning, brother. How you been? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so, Steve, I'm doing a five-night special, in, I think, next month on some investigation that we've been doing. In fact, um, uh, we had earlier this week, somebody had hacked into our system of one of our producers and was going through all of our confidential files preparing for this show on Dr. Fauci and uh, and covid um, and Google couldn't even figure out who was in the Google Docs looking at all of that stuff. Um, yeah. We have taken everything and gone uh, offline with all of it um, while we produce this show. Uh, there's a lot of really, really bad things that have been going on with it. Tell me about the bonus chapter, the Fauci and Booster. Well, if you read Fauci and Bargain, we left off right when the vaccine uh, uh, were vaccines were being uh, rolled out, Glenn, and the initial data in real time, particularly for high risk in the elderly with the alpha variant, the initial data was actually very promising. Uh, and so we just figured, let's just end the book here. And then if this becomes an issue of mandates, we can pick up the conversation later. And, and as it has been the pattern of this entire scandemic, the less something works, the more they want to mandate it. And so when the vaccines were performing very well, you know, hey, you know, back to normal, take your masks off, everything else. It's the minute that the Delta variant arrived and we began to see the efficacy, particularly from a transmission standpoint of these therapeutics just completely collapse. That now suddenly they want to impose them on everyone. Uh, you have the Biden administration overruling the uh, 16 to 2 vote by the FDA, including two resignations in opposition to third boosters. Israel's doing third boosters. Canada just bought four years worth of boosters from Pfizer, as a matter of fact. And, and Glenn, if, if I had gone online and said in, in February, March, April or May, that I don't think that these vaccines will hold up in mass against transmission and you're all going to need a third booster by the end of the year. I'd have been suspended, if not banned from Twitter or Facebook mm -hmm. for saying that. And yet here we are. And so that's why we decided we had to do this bonus chapter to try to equip people with Fauci and booster to push back on vaccine mandate mandates right now while the, while the iron is hot. Okay. Let me go through some of your tweets here. According to the who's dashboard, the United States had 156% more COVID cases and 148% higher deaths than the third week of September this year compared to 2020. No one was vaccinated in September 2020. 75% of adults have at least had one vaccine dosed September 2021. Tell me what this I mean, means. These are, this is, you know, I had a lefty journalist, and I use that in quotation marks, ask me on Twitter, how many uh, people that have been banned from YouTube do we quote in Fauci and Bo Booster? These are people I've never even heard of. Okay, although getting banned from YouTube nowadays, frankly, makes me want to find them. Uh, mm -hmm. But I just use uh, WHO, World Health Organization, and CDC data for the majority of our 40 footnotes in this 22-page chapter. And if you look at the weekly breakouts from the World Health Organization, we had lower natural immunity, no one vaccinated last September. We have up to 80% of people, according to CDC, have some immunity for COVID-19 between natural immunity and vaccinations. 75% have been given at least one dose. We have, we have two-thirds of adults uh, over, or, that have received both doses. Over 80% of seniors in America have been given both doses. And yet we're sitting here with 156% more cases and 148% 
uh, more deaths. And this is this is a week where things should be calmed down. We're on the tail end of the Sunbelt wave. You've got a bit of a lull before we head into the, the, the winter wave and the seasonality where I live in the north. And yet you look at a state like Vermont right now, Glenn, it's the most vaccinated state in the union. They have an all-time high for cases right now. Seasonality doesn't even begin for them until this weekend. Maine has an, is also a top three vaccinated state. They've got an all-time high for ICU patients right now. Connecticut's reporting, again, out of season, one-third of its hospitalizations are fully vaccinated. We haven't even hit the, the seasonality. That's the number one driver of this. Uh, the number one population driver of COVID all over the world is seasonality. We have not even hit the seasonality in the north and already in Vermont and Maine and Connecticut, three of the most vaccinated states we're having. We have, you are seeing trend lines that really you ought to be seeing in January. So what in the world is January going to look like? So so what are you suggesting here that the vaccine makes things worse? What I'm suggesting is something is not right. They're not telling us something. Something isn't right. This is a bait and switch. The initial vaccine data up against the alpha variants was very, very strong, especially from a therapeutic. And now that it has collapsed on August 5th on CNN of all places where truth doesn't even go to die, it doesn't exist. Okay. (laughs) The director of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, went on Wolf Blitzer and admitted that these vaccines no longer stop transmission. So that would seem to indicate then if, if, you know, the whole argument over masks last year was wear a mask doesn't protect you, but somebody else, which that was a lie, but that was the argument, right? Well, that's actually the argument now for these therapeutics. They are a therapeutic like the flu vaccine. You are, you, you are, if you get involved in this vaccination program, unless they come up with a true vaccine, a true immunization, a Salkian level achievement, Understand that you are signing yourself up for an ongoing human experiment of being injected and re-injected with the nanoparticles of this experimental technology that no one invested in prior to 2008. And Moderna had, had, was 0 for 9 in bringing products to market until COVID. You're, you're part of this experiment ongoing. Now, you still may decide that given the risk of COVID for you and the, how the, the variants seem to be getting worse, you may still decide that that's worth the gamble. But you should be informed of that choice. And if these things, Glenn, do not stymie transmission, which they do not, okay, if they don't stymie transmission, then there is simply no medical or ethical rationale for mandating them on people whatsoever, because this isn't like that, that if you're not, you're any more of a super spreader than someone who is. There was a study that came out from the state of Wisconsin's Department of Health just a week ago. Frankly, I found it courtesy of our CEO, Tyler Carden. He sent it to me. Two of the largest counties in Wisconsin did a study, and what they found is that the viral load of people who tested positive with COVID vaccinated was actually slightly higher than those who tested positive for COVID unvaccinated. Again, there is no moral or ethical justification for mandating these things before we even get to the constitutional question. So, um, Steve, there is you're, what you're saying is this is not a vaccine. It's a therapeutic at best and yes. and maybe something that you once you start you've got to continue to take like the flu shot you have to get a new one every year for the new strain glenn okay That's what I, yeah. all right um but there are some things and we keep um if we're into therapeutics we keep finding therapeutics that are cheap um <laughs> hydroxychloroquine is a very good therapeutic it's not going to stop it but it will help you if you have it. It may stop you from getting it. It did me, 
once I stopped taking it, that's when I I got uh, COVID. Um, and uh, I I was taking it. My whole family had COVID. I mean, I was like, oh, I know you got snot all over your face, but kiss me, sweetheart. Uh, I mean, I wanted to get it out, so I had the natural immunity. Um, but I was taking hydroxychloroquine. Uh, that worked. Ivermectin, it works. Those are cheap. And my sister was uh, asking her doctor for um, hydroxychloroquine in Washington State, and he would not prescribe it. He wouldn't prescribe it. He wouldn't prescribe ivermectin either. These are drugs that have been used for a long, long time. Glenn, ivermectin won the Nobel Prize in 2015. It is not horse paste. That's a lie. Uh, We have a lot of antibiotics that we repurpose for animal usage nowadays. Uh, For example, ever had a a, uh, burger at McDonald's or Burger King? Enjoy your uh, your grilled or fried antibiotics because you had some right there. Okay, Uh, that's a complete and total lie. Uh, this drug has literally saved and been taken by or saved hundreds of millions of people since 2015. It's manufacturer Merck, who, by the way, was one of the first companies to jump in on President Trump's Operation Warp Speed and then backed out when they were not confident in their human trial data that they could come up with a mRNA vaccine that was efficacious enough to justify uh, the side effects. So they never came up with one, even though they're arguably the most successful pharma company in the country. All right. They are the creators of ivermectin. They were part of winning a Nobel Prize for this back in 2015. And, and now and then back in February, they actually put out a paper trying to discredit their own drug from, from people using it. Uh, and now we find out today they've signed a massive contract with the feds to get emergency non-author or emergency authorization for an oral uh, drug that sounds a heck of a lot like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. And oh, by the way, though, this one, the government's going to pay them $70 a pill. I could go on goodrx.com right now, and with a Walgreens coupon, I could get 58 cents per pill ivermectin. If you do the math, that is 11,900% profit per pill, Glenn, per pill for Merck. Okay. How and close so, is it to ivermectin? Hate the game, not the player. How, well, how, how do we know? Here's the thing. All the data that we have gotten so far have all been internal. Let me show you something that just made me laugh out loud last week. Remdesivir, the people at Gilead, which makes Remdesivir, tried to come out with a study uh, to show the government that they are uh, a hugely successful product in stopping people from requiring hospitalization for COVID. Now, back in July, one of the best public university hospitals in the country is an hour down the road from where I live at the University of Iowa. They did a lot of live real-time study of remdesivir in July, published the results. They found that, that when it's not causing renal failure, failure, it either doesn't work, and in many cases, it prolongs hospital usage. But here's the kicker, Glenn. Here's the kicker. The only way you can get remdesivir is to actually go to a hospital or healthcare facility and have it administered you, usually by injection, there. They self-reported that their drug stops people from having to, having to be hospitalized for COVID, but it's a drug you have to go to the hospital in order to get. And yet this is a joke. They, just, they lie about this stuff all the time. And then the treatment that actually works, it was called Regeneron when they gave it to President Bush or President Trump at this time last year to get him out of the hospital. But now it's known as the monoclonal antibodies. There's several different manufacturers. Mm. Ask your audience. If you want to know why I'm not celebrating the Merck announcement today, let me, let me respond to your question with a question. How many commercials since last November after, after Regeneron, monoclonal, saved President Trump's life and got him out of the hospital and then was made available a month later for the country? How many commercials have you seen on TV in the last 10 months for monoclonal antibodies? 
How many of you even knew they existed until Ron DeSantis started making them portable around the state of Florida? And then after they saved a bunch of lives and they start doing this in your state of Texas now, now the Biden administration wants to ration it. It's how many of you even knew what this was and how many of you have seen it promoted, even though it actually works? That's why I'm not celebrating. There's something has smelled rotten in the state of Denmark, Glenn, from day one, from the day that the Imperial College survey came out, March 16th of last year till now. This thing stinks to high heaven, high heaven, brother. I promise you. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. I, I really appreciate the work that you have uh, done on this and um, keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, man. God bless. God bless. Rough Greens. Uh, I want to read what uh, Lawrence wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He said, I, I bought my dog many different kinds of supplements over the years. She would eat a little bit of it, but not very much. In general, she just kind of shied away from it. But when it comes to Rough Greens, not only will she eat it enthusiastically, she'll finish by licking the bowl clean. I hear, that. I hear my dog's uh, chain hitting up against the bowl and then the bowl hitting up against the wall as he's licking it clean. Almost almost every time uh, we feed him, uh, she he goes on. She has more energy now. Her coat is nice and soft. Rough Greens is a total treat for her. We're very happy to discover Rough Greens. Thank you so much, Lawrence. I'm glad to hear that your your dog loves uh, Rough Greens. You just watch her watch her over the next couple of months, and you're going to see a huge difference in your dog. Um, at least I have with uh, Uno. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out if they're picky eaters. Make sure that they will eat it and then, uh, if they will, just order a full bag of Rough Greens and watch the difference. It's Rough Greens. R-U-F-F Greens.com slash Beck. Call 833-GLEN-33 833-GLEN-33 RoughGreens.com slash Beck 10 seconds station ID. So, Stu, let me ask you, because I know you read and you've been studying this and going back and forth. So, you know, the arguments against what Steve just said. And in all fairness, I'd love to hear the uh, the other side reasonable. So can you can you, for instance, United States with over 75 percent of adults receiving at least one dose of vaccine saw a 324 percent increase in cases. Vermont, the most vaccinated state in America, trending towards setting all-time record in cases. At this time, the essay was written, despite the fact that it's out of season. Uh, the UAE, second most fully vaccinated country in the world, saw 11% increases in cases. How would you, uh, what would be your response? Because I don't think he's saying it's causing it. He's just saying it's ineffective. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it depend, I mean, I, I think a lot, a lot of it he pointed to is, you know, the Delta variant is, seems to be a lot more transmissible and has caused outbreaks. I mean, UAE is mainly using Chinese vaccines, so okay. um, that's a little bit different than our situation. But still, um, I, uh, you know, look, I think you look at the there's different ways to look at it. I think if you if you look at it as, you know, people look at say if you want to say there's a, that debate he mentioned there between. Uh, he's calling it a uh, therapeutic, therapeutic or a vaccine. And like, it's it's an interesting point in that, like, we call it the flu vaccine, but obviously it does not stop every mm -hmm. incidence mm -hmm. of the flu. Um, and the same thing I think here applies. They're not 100%. Uh, you know, they were about 90% in the initial trials. As you mentioned, sure. the numbers looked pretty good. I would say it looks like they're a, a little bit less effective against Delta. Um, the thing that's promising about mRNA technology is they can quickly come up with uh, new vaccines against the new variants. 
Now, of course, the process for that to actually happen is difficult because the thing winds up being the dominant variant before before it can get approved. Mm-hmm. Um, as Steve points out, you know, if you get on that train, if it's something where like this is the new flu vaccine, right, where, you, you know, you're going to be needing a new one every year for the new variant, that could be where this ends. I mean, I think the, the idea of this That's ending what is I always thought endemic. it would end. Yeah. I mean, I, you hope, right? I mean, there, we've had, you know, SARS and MERS, this didn't happen with. Right. Uh, you know, this one, it may very well, it does seem pro- like it's, this is where this is going to end. This is going to be part of our lives forever, which, you know, I think is the most important thing for everybody to realize. At some point, you get to an, a, a, a position where you need to just run your society and realize that there's in, there's Correct. endemic risk and everyone needs to kind of so, uh, measure that for themselves. But I think that's the problem with the flu vaccine. It's not mandated, but like no, it's every should, old yeah. person I know gets the flu vaccine because they're more likely to die from it. It's important. You know I mean? Yeah, it's very important. Of, about half the country. Gets right. It. Yeah. But um, but you're not. It's not mandatory. It's, oh, and, this, and you know, you know me. I'm, I'm, I am much more positive. I think on the vaccines than a lot of conservatives, right. as far as their effectiveness and and even how they're working today. When you, I think, when you look at the data and you break it down by age and you break it down by individuals, mm-hmm. uh, you find better results than you do from fifty thousand feet. But the point here is that it should never be mandated. And I, you know, we we mentioned this the other day. Six years after the 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 vaccine, the the Salk polio vaccine came mm-hmm. out. Six years we were at 54% vaccinated. Right. The fact that we're at, you know, two thirds of adults are fully vaccinated. And most importantly, let's be honest, 93.6% of elderly people are, have at least had one shot. 93.6%. That's higher Glenn than every one of the childhood vaccines. You know, like we're talking about like the measles vaccine or the MMR vaccine or a uh, chicken that pox vaccine that everyone gets when they're like two. Yeah, Th- that's a higher percentage for the most vulnerable. I don't know what we thought was going to happen here. There's going to be people who don't want to take it at this point. It's available to them if they want to take it. If they think ivermectin is better, let them take that. And everyone can adjust on their own risk, right. including, by the way, people who want to mandate this. There are effective masks like N95 masks they could be wearing and not have to depend on everyone they hate to take the vaccine or anything else. There's options this here. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Everywhere you turn, the world is, you know, uh, world is turning to new technology and new ways of doing things. Let me tell you about RecTech. This is... You know, if you look at it, you're like, wow, that's a really nice grill. And then you lift up the, you know, the hood of it and you're like, holy cow, this thing is heavy. It's really made to last. Then you cook on it. And when you cook on it, you can bake on it. You can grill on it. uh, You can smoke on it. Uh, It is it's amazing. Then you add in the uh, smart grill technology. Now you don't even have to stand outside and check it all the time, watch the thermometer that never seems to work on the hood. Uh, this is all digital and it's all on your smartphone or your device, whatever. Uh, it's incredibly easy. It will last forever. I, I just don't think there's anything on the market that even compares. Follow Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech with a Q at the end. Find them uh, right now and check in. If you're looking for a new smoker or griller, this is the best of the best. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV.
another host uh, from Blaze TV, the host of Slightly Offensive and co-host of You Are Here, Elijah Schaefer joins us now. I brought you in on because uh, I wanted to ask you something because you're you have a degree in biology or what is yeah, it? Yeah, molecular biology, some grad school, but I was smart and I left that field to do this. I saw what was coming. I knew it. I knew it was coming that they were going to start uh, using the weird woke politics and the sciences, stop caring about things like objectivity and discipline and starting to look at science as more of an art. Mm, that was that's that's good. <laughs> um, and so you have I mean, you have the knowledge of. For instance, the masks, as Stu just said, you want to stop it. You want to make sure you're safe and you're not sprinting. Then get an N95 mask and then you don't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. You get an N95 mask and that pretty much will stop anything that is coming through. That's your best shot on a mask. The rest of them are ridiculous. Yeah, I know. And, and it's kind of crazy, too, because obviously we we're talking about with the ban that just happened. I just said what's on the box of these cloth masks, these paper masks, especially the homemade masks are the one that make me laugh the most. Yeah, yeah. Just get a piece of cloth, tie it around your face and COVID will stay away as if it's like the five second rule, you know, where yeah. as long as the food's <laughs> not on the ground for five seconds, the bacteria can't hit it. If you have anything over your face, you block all pathogens. If only we knew that for the yeah. last several thousand years and no one would have died. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the idea of these, uh, vaccine mandates, I don't know if you heard this, uh, today or yesterday, it was announced that the Federation of Teachers in New York are now suing because they say they should not be mandated for teachers. It's uncon, they're one word. It's unconstitutional. In New York. In New York. The teachers in New York are suing because they should, they say they shouldn't have to be forced to be vaccinated. Well, of course not. I, I mean, you know, I know it's the first thing about the vaccine that I've agreed with the teachers unions on. <laughs> I didn't even know teachers unions were allowed to make logical sense today. I thought that was like <laughs> yeah, illegal in 2014 or something. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they're going to use this more and more to curb people's rights. I mean, a woman uh, who was uh, pregnant um quite a ways along in her pregnancy she was a nurse she refused to get the vaccine because of the baby didn't matter she was fired she's now suing all of these things where you're just losing access to a job or a place is only going to get worse yeah you know and i i just spoke to uh, another comedian um, named Lila Hart. She has spina bifida, which is a sort of a mm -hmm. deformative issue. And she actually has a blood clotting disorder and is unable to take the vaccines. And so not only is this a, someone with a disability, this is a woman, right? This is for years. All we've right. heard about is fighting for the disabled, fighting for women. And she's a pretty popular comedian. I knew about her before I met her. She's been barred from almost every single comedy house and club. Uh, she even had to move from LA because she couldn't work anymore because they wouldn't let her in. And, and she told me, she goes, and you know that they don't even believe in these mandates because the bouncer said, Lila, to her, why don't you just, why didn't you just bring me a fake vaccine card and we would have let you in? And she was saying like, look, all these people that are even championing it and saying it's a good thing, when it push comes to shove, they don't even believe that this is necessary. There's a good chunk of people too that, that are working at these places that don't want to be involved in enforcing vaccine Correct. mandates. That's not their job. It's Correct. not why they got, they went to get hired there. And now they're stuck in this impossible position in between people who want to be able to go into an establishment and the actual business who wants them in the establishment many times, but they're forced by the government to do other things. I mean, that's just nuts. It's a crazy, it's a crazy way of doing business. So, 
I've been having a debate with myself and and with Bill O'Reilly, and I think Stu and I are on the same page with uh, Joe Biden. We think he's senile. We think he's going. But he's there enough to make these decisions. These are not senile decisions. These are decisions he's making, and he knows he's making them. Um, uh, but there, there also is this weird ice cream thing with him. Uh, he's constantly having ice cream. He's constantly at ice cream stores. And I heard this, and I thought, you know who would know if this is true? Is Elijah. So ice cream is is a sign of possible dementia if you're craving it and you're his age? Yeah, so there's actually two sides of this that are really interesting, and I want to keep it very simple, assuming that you know nothing about dementia and probably know a lot about ice cream. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know I, a lot about I, ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, when it comes to dementia, right, there's a few different types. Like, there's vascular dementia, there's frontotemporal dementia, and Alzheimer's. There's different types of these degenerations in the brain. This has to do with buildup of things like plaques and different types of uh, neurotoxicity. So, the point of the matter is, is that dementia has two problems. There's the biological element, which obviously could be fought with medicine, like Prozac or different types of medications. And then there's the behavioral side of it, which is that as you begin to get older in age and are unable to process information, you can start to get confused, disoriented, because you lose the ability to cope with the stress of life, right? A lot of people, when you're younger, you may drink a lot, you may get angry, you may, uh, I don't know, hopefully you don't do anything too destructive, you may go running. Uh, as you get older, you lose that ability to cope and the stress builds. And so um, this is why he doesn't take questions from reporters, because when there's a, a, an influx of stimuli, especially from things that you're not prepared for, it can lead you to a state of disorientation, hallucination, and confusion, which is why they always stop the questions, because he needs to compose himself. But it also lead to anger oh yeah it, it one of the things too is you if you see him shuffling around and moving around and, and snapping is usually it, one of the main signs is snapping and getting kind of lost confused and shuffling around and you see him with his mask these are these are very uh typical signs of of not only early onset but total onset of dementia specifically i think he has the ftd the frontotemporal because i again with the ice cream where it comes in is that one of the ways without using drugs or medication that you can treat uh, dementia and that you can help satiate it is by bringing a coping mechanism, a positive coping mechanism that might bring both dopamine uh, release and joy to the individual and also connect them back to earlier, simpler times. I got to tell you, dementia yeah. has never seemed more appealing to me than right now. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? But I'm saying this, this, so this is why. So this is just the connotative form of it, of a very simple way to help people is to give them the ice cream because it's sweet. And honestly, with FTD, is you have a natural craving usually for sugars ice cream is readily available it doesn't look suspicious like putting your hands in a full cake and just eating it right. although we've all been there uh, <laughs> we've all been there so there's that but also on the side of things there's a lot of new research biological research that shows a direct link between consuming uh, certain types of fermented dairy products, including ice cream that contain uh, hydroogesterol uh, and oleamide and different fatty acids in in preventing the degeneration of the brain, especially what's called microglial My inflammation will live forever. Yeah, no. And that's why. Na but honestly, Nancy Pelosi, if you notice with a lot of these politicians who are very old, I mean, you look at the the, the filings for these people, look at how much ice cream they spend on themselves and their older donors and people in their in their cabinet it doesn't 
make sense oh, it's ten thousand plus dollars couldn't it just be that people really like ice cream well hopefully that's true if you're an american <laughs> yeah. you better be a patriot love yeah. your country yeah. and also and like I, ice cream, ice cream right? you know the, the <laughs> weird thing is um that was martha washington's attack she did not want george to run for a second term and so the biggest attacks came from his own mother and the one that she thought had real sticking power was he is so irresponsible with money. You have no idea what this man spends a year on ice cream. Well, <laughs> wow. My wife might say the same thing about me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me no, too. But, but, I, but I'm going to say that it's actually interesting, though, that specifically in one study in Japan, right, there was a link between rice consumption and actual neurodegenerative toxicity, which means that it actually prevents uh, your brain from being healthy, but a direct link between because people who consumed a lot of dairy and mental health, psychological health, showing a direct connection. That's how it started between dairy products and preventing aging in the brain. And so what's really interesting is that the ice cream because it's readily available and it's delicious, basically the study was saying is that you could have low sugared, partially fermented yogurt or ice cream as the way to try to prevent the onset and development of dementia. And I don't mm. know about you, but when it comes, I mean, yogurt's okay, but if you're going <laughs> to no. offer me a spoonful of partially fermented yogurt yeah. or a nice scoop of Ben and Jerry's, mm. I know where Not, I'm going with. I'll go for the fermented, <laughs> even really moldy uh, yogurt over Ben and Jerry's, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, a that's for different uh, reasons. Yeah, the, communi the communist, yeah, the the communist, communist. ice cream. Um, one, other, one other question on dementia. Um, I have... I have read and seen photos of the president. For instance, there's this photo, amazing photo of him in the Oval Office down on his knees in front of a woman kissing her hand um, because she, I think it was that she had a lot of children and he was like, oh, you are, you know, you women that do this are so you should be, you know, praised. And he actually got down on his knees and kissed her hand um, and and then you see other things where he will stop in the middle of a conference and he will just talk to little kids and he'll kind of baby talk with them a little bit. And the point of this article was that one of the signs of dementia is you don't you no longer know what's appropriate and inappropriate. And so you were you will you'll do things that are so clearly inappropriate for any you know, adult, um, but you will do the things like he's doing, like the president should know. You never get down on your knees in the in the Oval Office unless you're praying. I think most men, when it comes to meeting new women, don't get on your knees. Yeah. Yeah. That's, not a great that's, idea. Yeah. General. Yeah. In general. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, and so he does a lot of these weird things. It, it, and I know you're not a doctor, but. Um, no, yeah. But. But this is this is the point, actually, It's like you don't have to be a doctor. And I want to, you know, some of your audience would know this. Obviously, there's there's a, a similar type of lack of social cue with certain uh, forms of autism. You don't have to be a doctor if you have an autistic child or you yourself are autistic um, or, you know, Peter Thiel. Yeah, yeah. You 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 will come <laughs> out and say, hey, look, there's a reason why we have these diagnoses is because, you know, somebody may feel like, you know, if, if I'm coming onto them, that could be considered assault or inappropriate. But once you find out, let's say somebody you know touches you inappropriately or something, you go, hey, they have a certain form of autism. They don't understand social cues. That allows us in society to know how to function and relate to that person because mm -hmm. we go, oh, I'll be patient. Sure. I'll teach them and I will understand where they're coming from. That's why with Joe Biden and dementia, we have that diagnosis with people because you go, oh, okay, 
yeah, this guy shouldn't be president. <laughs> and also like, yeah, if this old man gets on his knees and kisses my hand, I shouldn't freak out because, oh, he probably has frontotemporal dementia. And I understand that this kind of behavior is is normal for people with this degeneration. Can he have that and still be very, very lucid and making decisions at times? No, there's no way because one, it's called like, I think it's called sundown syndrome, which is why he goes to bed so early, is like you actually find yourself getting tired early and you can't handle, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the introduction of new stimuli because you can't process things quickly. So basically every job descriptor for the present that you need, uh, fast reaction skills, uh, ability to process complex information, the ability to stay up long hours, uh, these basic tenants that would scare most people away from the job are all of the qualifications and skills that Joe Biden cannot physically, this is not just something we can teach him, cannot physically, psychologically, or emotionally undertake if the diagnosis of dementia is real. And I do not believe, and I'm not a medical doctor, but just like I don't need a, di a degree to tell when someone has autism or something's a little bit off, you do not need to have a medical degree to look at this man and go, this man needs help. He needs love. He needs care. He needs to enjoy this last, you know, hopefully decades of his life. We hope that he has a long lasting life with his family. But being president of the United States is not something he's cognitively capable of doing. Elijah Schaefer uh, uh, from You Are Here uh, on Blaze TV. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Being on the program. Really appreciate it. Uh, let me tell you about CarShield. Warranties are designed to expire. And the whole th the, the truth is they're designed to expire when everything else in your car starts to expire as well. Um, you don't have to worry about that anymore. If you want to, you know, have your car, keep your car, because we're all going to have to keep our cars, um, keep your car and keep it running. You need to have covered repairs something at least that picks up all of the big things that's why i have car shield car shield is a win-win they'll get you back on track when you're in a pinch you're not on the hook to pay thousands you've got a rental car at your disposal that they take care of uh all of it all of it get coverage today and see why car shield cars go further it's carshield.com slash back that's carshield.com slash back save 10 percent right now deductible may apply at carshield.com slash back the glenn back program You know, I just I can't leave without without playing some of these uh, pieces of audio today. Uh, cut one. This is an abortion provider. Listen, Texas deserves better. I know firsthand that abortion saves lives for the thousands of people I've cared for. Abortion wow. is a blessing. Abortion is an act of love. Mm. Abortion is freedom. It's an act of freedom. We need federal but... protection now. Yeah, we okay. need laws that elevate science and evidence and mm -hmm. recognize the dignity and autonomy of people okay. accessing All care. Right. Okay. Uh, the autonomy? Gosh, those uh, babies in the womb, did they have autonomy in this situation? No, and it saves lives. It saves for every life. life they kill, they save a life. Even if that were true, we'd just be even. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. Amazing. And would anybody say, if I could kill somebody to help this cancer patient live, should we do it? The answer would clearly be no. <laughs> no, we shouldn't do that. No, but, we, but, it, but they're young and healthy and have their whole life in front of them. <laughs> entire life. Yeah, their entire and there's life. millions of people trying to right. adopt them. <laughs> right. Just, Should we just kill them for that cancer patient? I was listening to a podcast uh, today about um, Mississippi, the last abortion clinic in Mississippi. 
and they're like this they make it sound like it's this struggle like i oh uh, you know this right is just disappearing and 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 they're flying in doctors from out of state to man these facilities because it's so busy and all they want to do is keep it open as if they're just making medicine yeah well in some ways they are they take the little heads and they crush them and make them into medicine that's so. not exactly what I meant, but yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> uh, it's just such a fascinating thing to to strive so, so... So hard to kill. Yeah, it's so weird, and it's like, you know, obviously we all know that these people, if you really wanted an abortion, if they're flying in doctors from out of the state to do them, you could fly the patients out of state to get them. Yeah. Right, like, it's not... I mean, as much as I really want this to stop, it's not going to stop all abortions. It's just going to make some states be able to take more stances. It would stances. make them legal... And rare. Rare. When did we get it? When did oh, we leave rare. the That's rare thing? Gone. Yeah. Safe, legal, and rare. The rare has gone extinct. All right. I'm on next uh, Sirius XM with Megan Kelly. This is the Glenn Beck Program.